You're never ready. Yeah. As never they say, ready. even yeah. with having kids, getting married, all that good stuff, you're never ready. So when I expanded, I wasn't ready. Okay. I, was, I, I did the first one because I wanted to do it. But, you know, God is always in control and, and mm -hmm. he going to push you now. So yeah. after I did the first one, they put it in the newspaper that I was opening a second location. Okay. Someone reached out to me and was like, hey, do you want to open another? Yeah. I got this building. I'll build it out. You ain't got to put no money in it. Wow. So for me. I was just betting on myself. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, bet. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. So I did two clinics within three months. Okay. That was chaos. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, I wouldn't advise that to anyone. Yeah. Um, but it did show me a lot. Okay. And it pushed me to be even more systematic. Mm -hmm. You see, like, just like a machine, a machine is so systematic to the caliber because it moves when you don't do anything. Yeah. So I looked at my clinics like that. Like I need to make sure that everything is calibrated. Like from opening checklist, flip the light on, yeah. unlock the door. I did all of that because I needed, if push came to shove and somebody didn't show up, I needed to be able to send somebody in there and they can follow yeah. this list and it worked. So mm -hmm. I was like always thinking about the worst case scenario and planning for it. Mm -hmm. And the, the expansion just pushed me to become better and better. Yeah. I tell people all the time, listen, if you think you have a plan, but you haven't ran it through the worst case scenario, it's not a plan because you've only built it on the upside. Mm -hmm. You've got to figure out what the downside is and you got to figure out what does that look like if these things happen. And I think that's entrepreneurship. Yeah. Like um, what separates those to me that are successful mm -hmm. versus those that aren't is them pretty much having the drive, sort of say, to not give up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to always be some. Mm -hmm. Like, always. Yeah, yeah. But the difference is those that give up and can't think of a strategy, can't think of a solution, can't move in the midst of it. Mm -hmm. um, that's the difference between those that are successful and who's not. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Equity Tap. Listen, I'm telling you, if you have a pen and a pad, you need to get somewhere and sit down. I have Dana uh, here with the Cairo Place. Uh, we're going to be talking about entrepreneurship. We're going to be talking about, you know, how do you take yourself to the next level? Of course, that's our goal at the Equity Tap, to help you, uh, the entrepreneur, whether you're a startup, you may be in college, you're trying to figure out how do you get started. Well, our goal is to help you raise your business IQ so that you can take your business to the next level and tap into your full equity. So with that being said, Dina, listen, I know you have an extremely busy schedule. So first of all, I want to thank you and your husband for taking time out of y'all's schedule to uh, to come and, and tap in with the equity tap. How you doing today? I am awesome. Good, That's good. one of my favorite words, too, because if you ain't awesome and great, you're not hitting on too much of anything, especially as an entrepreneur. So I am awesome. Yeah, I like that because, you know, negativity is so convenient. Sometimes you just got to talk to yourself and keep yourself in the game. Absolutely. We are our... Biggest cheerleader, our mm -hmm. biggest push, our biggest everything. So if you're not feeling great, and typically entrepreneurs, you have a team, right? Yeah, yeah. How do you expect your team to be great? Mm. So regardless of how you feel, when I walk in the office, I am awesome. I yeah. am great. Mm. Gotta be. That's a good mindset. And people don't understand that. You know, it's a very simple principle, but your energy controls a lot of what happens around you. Absolutely. Yeah. You set the tone. Um, I tell my team often like, when it comes, like, First off, I only require greatness. Like, you can't do anything else. If you want to be around me, you got to be great. Mm. So I tell them with that, it's a mindset. Okay. It's how you move. It's how you act. It's how you respond. And if 
you not exuding that, mm-hmm. then you can't be with me. Yeah. Because you're going to pull me back. Mm-hmm. I'm pushing forward. Yeah. So it sounds like you're speaking from some experience uh, and circumstances that may not have been as favorable. Yes. And you had to learn from that. Is that Would that be true? Absolutely. So I um, speak a lot on, I've been in business, private practice at this point since 2016. Uh-huh. I would probably say, and then well, actually, yeah, 2016, I opened my third location in 2019. So that, of course, required a lot more people. Okay. Within those three years, um, I went through a lot of people. Okay. Um, it's a, no one explains to you how to lead people, mm. how to uplift them, push them, yeah. and lead them. I was a dictator, and okay. I expected from everyone what I gave. Well, it was my baby. It was my business. Yeah. They're not going to move like that. So then I had to learn the finesse mm. in motivating, okay. encouraging. And how do you get out of people what you need? Yeah. Because you can't do it by yourself. Okay. So you got to figure out how to work with people. So, yes, it was experience. I went through a lot of people. And now, um, proudly will say, my team, for the most part, most people have been with me two years. Okay. So I've grown a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Prior to that, did you have a lot of turnover in team members? Absolutely. I had a lot of turnover. And um, I even talk about this in my interviews. I tell okay. people from Jump because my Indeed reviews are mm-hmm. higher from Indeed. Yes, Some people <laughs> say no, but at the end of the day, I need prospects. Yeah. So whenever I can put myself in front of a lot of people, I'm going to sell them on my dream. Sure. And it's up to them to catch it. And those are the people that are for me. Wow. So when it came to Indeed, my reviews were horrible. And I tell people when they come in for the interview, yes, that was true. Yeah. That was how I was. But ultimately, too, it was a lot of people that didn't want to be great. Mm-hmm. And I tell them that as well so they know what they're getting into when they come yeah. work yeah. with me. If you don't want to be great, you can't be here because mm-hmm. then you're not going to like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's really the perspective that you got to have because as an entrepreneur, you know, I share some of those similar, you know, backgrounds when it comes to employees and stuff like that. But what were some of those breakthrough moments? Like, what were you reading? Was it conferences? Like, how did you come or change your mindset? Um, well, okay. So I actually had this conversation with myself recently. As a, as a, as a younger person, I used to question God. You should never question him, but I did. Okay. Um, I asked him, why did he make me the way that I am? Very nice, very cheerful, mm-hmm. very understanding. Okay. Um, oftentimes you can be taken advantage of. Yeah. So I never knew growing up why I was like that. But now as I'm coming more into my purpose, I realized he made me that way so that I can be a leader. Because as a leader, you have to be understanding. You have to be motivating. You have to be cheerful. You have to have all of those characteristics. So it has truly helped me become a better leader. And then looking back at those experiences, I was just young. Yeah. You know, hot-headed, as they say. Want what I want. Mm -hmm. And I had to go through the experience to realize, okay, maybe you're requiring too much too soon. Or if you're requiring these things, what are you giving? Okay. Well, if you want this person to be this, you know, excellent or great person, what are you pouring into them? Because yeah. typically, you know, when we think about our employees or our team members, all they're doing is social media. Mm-hmm. So, you know, social media can play a whole <laughs> nother mind trick on you. Yeah. They're not reading. Yeah. They're not around people. So, yes, I, I started to model my life around those that were successful. Okay. What did they do? Yeah. What yeah. was their daily routine? How did they move? Okay. And I saw they did a lot of reading. They worked out. Yeah. Ladies, if you ain't working out, get to working out. It <laughs> sure. does give you those happy hormones. We just need it. Mm-hmm. So they worked out. They read. They um, 
centered themselves around people that were doing like similar things. Gotcha. Or at least just go getters. Okay. And that's what I started doing. So yeah. typically, if you catch me, I'm with someone that is equal or better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very rarely, and nothing against anyone, um, but my time is valuable. Yeah. And now as I'm growing, I'm, I'm realizing more and more of the importance of that because I have to pour back into my team. For sure. So I try to surround myself around people that are beyond me. Yeah, yeah. And that is one of the great hacks of entrepreneurship that it took me a long time, honestly, to realize was the people that I was surrounding myself with was literally keeping me broke. Yes. You know, because of the way they thought. They weren't stretching themselves. They weren't educated. How they move. Yeah, yeah. They sure. lazy. Mm-hmm. They sleep. What you doing sleep? But you questioning me because I'm up at 4.30. Yeah. Because I want to be great. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your morning routine. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> my morning routine now, and I'm very proud of this. I start my day at 4.20. Okay. I leave the house 4.45, start a 5.15 workout. So I do drive 30 minutes to go work out because okay. um, I love the environment in the class. Gotcha. And then um, I'm back home by 6.30, baby, kids, getting them ready. I'm cooking now. I didn't cook oh, before. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, I mean, my morning routine is all about setting me up for success. So even, you know, I said I do a 30 minute drive. Mm-hmm. I listen to audibles as I drive yeah, yeah. because me actually sitting down and reading my energy, I, I just can't do that. So I yeah. do a lot of listening. Yeah. And that's me setting my foundation. And then I know once everybody else gets up, mm-hmm. things going to start rolling. So I'm getting calls. I'm getting Marcos. I'm getting different stuff as it relates to working with the business. And okay. then everybody start needing me. So as an entrepreneur and particularly, I'm a girl's advocate, by the way. Um, ladies, <laughs> as you're listening, I am girl power 100% because nothing against males, but I just know that we need it. And as a woman, you're pulled in so many ways. Yeah. Um, Intentionally or non-intentionally or knowingly or unknowingly, but you just are because you are the foundation to the house, to everything. So you typically push yourself last. So Mm. you have to make sure that you carve out time for yourself. And I have a 14-month-old. Okay. um, That was different for me going from this like just crazy boss entrepreneur to now mom. And I... (laughs) I was always a family person and I believe in set things like spending time with my kids. I want to I want to make sure I put her to bed or help as much as I can. So I do put stress on myself, which typically entrepreneurs, we're type A yeah. in some way. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, for we sure. put a lot of stress on ourselves versus other people. So I did that and I found myself in a place where it's like, okay, I'm just here. Yeah. But I wasn't thriving. Okay. And I wasn't happy. Mm. I wasn't sad, but I yeah. wasn't just like, ah, yes. So I had to go and figure out what did I need from me. And okay. I went back to the things that I used to do, which I always started my morning with working out. Speaking of, I was yeah. never a morning person. Okay. In college, <laughs> in, in when I was in um, professional school, I hated the mornings. And I okay. used to say that, but, you know, words are power. Yeah. So oh, then yeah. I start saying, no, I am a morning person. Mm-hmm. I will be a morning person. So that was one of my goals was to become a morning person. And yeah. now 430 is nothing. Do you have to set your alarm? Yes, yeah. <laughs> but because I have a 14-month-old and she sleeps in our bed. So I wake up all throughout the night and I don't want to fall back to sleep and just don't wake up. But typically yeah, yeah. I'm watching the clock. Gotcha, gotcha. Because mm-hmm. I found similar to what you're saying is once you do that for so long, you almost don't even have to set the, the alarm. On the weekends, you just pop up at that yes. time. So I know that you, know, you have a, a morning routine, all these things that you go through. But tell me a little bit about what you face on uh, corporate wise like what does your employees look like how many locations i know that's a, just a, a big monster within itself 
So currently we're at four locations and we have about 25 employees. And that's just from my business. But my husband also, he has at this point about eight employees and a financial service business. And me being the woman I am, I'm stepping over into that, you know, trying to (laughs) do my thing there too. Um, So in total, (laughs) thank you. My wife, if look, if she didn't help me, it'd be problems. You know, okay. So me and my girl power, and I'm so thank you for saying that (laughs) because I tell every man that I know, especially running a business entrepreneur, where's the woman in your life? Yeah. Structure, systems, processes, and even dealing with females, because mm-hmm. typically a lot of your team members will be females. It's yeah. very hard for a man to communicate, to lead, to empower a woman. Yeah. Because you never, then sometimes too, like we've had team members that have had traumatic issues with men. Mm. So if Marcus go in and say anything, he could just say, hey, and they like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. versus me going in. So as an entrepreneur, you have to really consider all of those things. You yeah, can't just yeah. be like, well, this is my business and I'm moving like that. No, that's what I did at first. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm saying I've grown past that. Yeah. But um, with at this point, we have 30 plus employees in the multiple locations. So honestly, and I'm very thankful mm-hmm. to God for this. I am a very structured and systematic person. Okay. And so my goal, even prior to having a child, was to set my businesses up. To the point where I don't have to be there. Gotcha. And I can work remotely Mm -hmm. and answer things at my leisure. Gotcha. So Mm. um, I start my day at 8. I go to our corporate location. I'm knocking out emails and working on things. And I'm just answering Marco's. It's like a... um, a voice video messaging we communicate with throughout the company. And I've put in chains of command so Mm -hmm. they know who to go to prior to even coming to me. Yeah. Then I only get like urgent or necessary things. And I try to listen in on stuff more so is what I do to hear problems and think of solutions. Wow. So I try to put myself in my strengths. Mm -hmm. So another thing, as an entrepreneur, as you grow a team, as you grow, you want to... Figure out what are your strengths, mm-hmm. and you do that. Yeah. And you pay everybody else yeah. to do everything else. Man, I'm telling you, you're giving a, a Harvard Business uh, course right here. It's the books. Yeah, it's the books. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad you said that because I, I love reading. You know, I try honestly to get through at least a book a week. Oh, that's uh, awesome. But it's audio, you okay. know, and, and with the hack with audio is you can always double the speed. Yes. So you can get through it a whole lot quicker. But at what, at what point did you get to your business? Because you said you started it with the foundation of wanting to systemize everything. Mm-hmm. It took me forever to get to that mindset. How did you instantly or have that mindset from the start? So I'm a very intentional person. Okay. Um, and partially because of who I am, but then the other part because of where life has taken me. Okay. I went into a profession, chiropractic. It wasn't something as a community, black community, we knew about. Yeah. Um, and then at the time I came into chiropractic, it wasn't a time where you saw just booming and successful chiropractors. Mm-hmm. You know, my sister's a dentist, right? So when she graduated, everybody knows she was making money. Yeah. That's what they looked at. Oh, she a doctor. <laughs> so then when I graduated, they're like, oh, she a doctor, she making money. I was not. Yeah. So I had to figure out how to go and get money. And okay. so within that time, it pushed me to go after opportunities. Mm. I paid attention to nothing else. I didn't care where I went. Okay. I didn't care any much about like some of the details that I feel like people get caught up in. Like, oh, I don't want to be in that city or... That's not the the salary I want. Yeah. I went after opportunity. So gotcha. I worked for a lady. She saw 500 patients a week. 
And chiropractically, that's like freaking awesome, right? So I was like, I don't care where she at, what she doing. I want to work for her. Mm -hmm. I only worked for her for four months. But it showed me the importance of systems. And I knew from that day, if I was going to do this, I had to have systems. Then it just even every woman that I was around that left an impact in my life. Like I worked at Dillard's part time when I was in undergrad. And it was this lady. She had five kids. And I'm like, how are you doing it? She literally (laughs) had her whole calendar of meals, Mm -hmm. breakfast, lunch, and dinner laid out for the month. And she did it every month. So that just showed me when it comes to chaos that we we consider chaos. It's all about systems. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can control that for mm-hmm. sure. This is uh, this is some great information. I'm sitting here, as you're talking about this. I'm sitting here thinking in my head like, yo, I gotta do a whole lot more. And one of the things you said that I thought was pretty key was the fact that you went and sat under somebody for four months because you recognized that they had something that made you know 500 clients a week work for them. And if you were gonna eventually grow to that level, you had to you know had seek out like that mentorship. I'm a big advocate um, in the chiropractic realm. Students would probably say, you know, I'm all about us. I tell students, don't go open your own business. Okay. Well, don't do it immediately. Okay. Work for someone. Yeah. Be an associate. That's what set me up for success. So okay. what if it's two, three years? You may feel like it's wasted, but it's really not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to make the money you want to make. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. But it's an investment into your future. Yeah. So the money, like just say you think you should make 100000 but yet you're going to only make 50000 That's 50000 into your career each year that you're actually investing. Okay. Now, your goal is to make sure that you actually get that investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're giving it your all. If somebody asks you to come in and work, yeah, I'm going. Yeah. Because I need to see what this feels like. Because when you have your own practice, you can't ask nobody else to go in. You yeah, got to do it yeah. yourself. So I think as entrepreneurs, um, that's a very key part is to get under a mentor. Get under yeah. someone that's doing well in whatever profession that you want to mm-hmm. be in and just don't recreate the wheel. Yeah, yeah. You can always shine the wheel. Yeah, don't sure. recreate it. I like that perspective because a lot of people do. They try to recreate the wheel. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, I've seen too with entrepreneurs is they have a hard time finding mentors. What advice would you give them you know, to seek out, you know, mentorship in their field. (laughs) (laughs) So I am a female advocate and I am black advocate. Like, so don't, there are, I think at this point in time in the world and in life, a lot of us that are doing well. Yeah. We tend to shy away from us and go to other races thinking that Mm. they can teach us better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will never be able to teach you the struggle. Mm -hmm. The fact that, yes, they may have a few hundred thousands in the bank as cushion, so they can make a few mistakes. Yeah. You don't have that. Mm. So every moment is a grind moment. I encourage students and whomever I come across to get with somebody that looks like you. Yeah. That's doing well. Was that a realization that you had instantly or was that something that you set under the wrong mentorship and realized? I am from um, a country town in Alabama. Okay. And I (laughs) would like to say that we are still somewhat segregated in my mind because we have a private school, right? But the only people that go to private school are white students. Gotcha. So I learned it early on. Okay. Um, And my mom is very pro-black and she's an educator and it's just what it is. Yeah, yeah. And it ain't it ain't no other way around it. Yeah. Just don't be fooled. Don't think it's any other way. Um, I think that's where we go wrong and have went wrong. Yeah. Versus yeah, yeah. sticking with 
what we really know. Yeah, yeah. Because it's power and unity. And, Absolutely. And once you think about, and not to go off topic, but when segregation and things like that happened, it divided up the community. And all of those resources that we had, you know, to have a doctor in the community along with someone who made T-shirts or someone who, who, you know, took the trash out. We were all in that one community, so we were able to, you know, get information from mm-hmm. each other and grow. Yes. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your, your background. You said you're from Alabama. Mm-hmm. What part? Aliceville. Very Aliceville. small I've town. never heard of Aliceville. I know. <laughs> Blink, you'll pass it. We got one stoplight. Like, okay. literally that small. Um, so small town, my mom was a school teacher. So I like to tell this story and I'm, I'm, I am proud of it too. Yeah. So my mom was a school teacher. She was a smart girl. She liked a bad boy. My dad okay. was a hustler. Got it. So I got the combination of both. Yeah. Educated. <laughs> so that has made me into who I am. Okay. Um, as it relates to my go-getting mentality and my mom just pushed on us education. So I went to Alabama a and I got my degree. And I went to Life University for chiropractic school. Okay. Got out of school. Um, didn't really know what this was all about because all I knew was go to school, get your education, and you're yeah. going to be all right. Well, that wasn't that simple. Yeah. Um, and then started working in Atlanta, et cetera. Ended up coming here to Memphis to work okay. with my mentor. Got it. He actually was someone I met when I was in chiropractic school. We kept in touch. He poured into me. That's what mentors do. Mm-hmm. You know, they might have talked to you all the time, but they're going to check in. Hey, you working out? Like, he did stuff sure. like that. Okay. Because he knew as a chiropractor, I was going to have to work out, especially as a female chiropractor, because it's mm-hmm. very physical. Yeah. So he's like, you know, what's your routine looking like? What are you doing? What are you reading? Mm-hmm. And I came to work for him, got under his wing, and it was nothing this man could ask me that I would not do. Yeah. Like, driving the snow. He couldn't make it to work. Can yeah. you go? Absolutely. And I'm glad I did that mm-hmm. because it prepared me for my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so 2016, fast forward, I started my own clinic. And then 2019, we expanded to three clinics. Mm-hmm. 2020, this is 23, 22. I lose track of time. I don't even know how old I am no more because it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but um, last year when I had the baby, mm-hmm. actually I was pregnant when we opened our fourth clinic. Okay. Um, and that's the system and process. It's like I had nothing to do with opening besides putting some fire under the contractor yeah. feet when they weren't moving the way that I wanted them to move. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I did nothing with the clinic. Tell me about the uh, systems. So from day one, um, well, back up. When I was working with my mentor, it allowed me to see what worked and what didn't work. Okay. That's what those type of opportunities do. Yeah. Then it allows you to kind of create what it is you want to do. Yeah. So while working with him, I did that. And when I started my clinic, every moment, every second counted to me. If I wasn't seeing patients, I was marketing. When I was doing both, I was creating the systems that needed to be created so this could work. And then it's just a matter of duplicating. Um, Of course, typically, you know, with business, business change as it should because you have to keep up with what's happening. So, like, at first it was all about creating the systems, which was based on what I did that worked. After I did that and I pulled out of patient treatment, I started managing. Okay. Now, as I manage, I look for problems yeah, and yeah. I solve problems. Mm. And that's all we do as entrepreneurs. That's all we do. Yeah, it's solve problems. So, and it's so it's so interesting because you see the growth on social media, mm-hmm. but people don't get access to the mindset. See, people don't understand that you got to do the work. You got to get in there. You got to figure out the systems, and then not only that. You have to put systems in place to manage the systems yes. because if you don't manage the system, you don't have a system. 
Yeah. Oh, our business. So tell me about that expansion. Was that was did you, the whole expansion piece of the business? Was that chaos for you? Did it come pretty easy? Like, what was some of the biggest learning curves that you learned? You're never ready. Yeah. As never they say, ready. even yeah. with having kids, getting married, all that good stuff, you're never ready. So when I expanded, I wasn't ready. Okay. I was. I I did the first one because I wanted to do it, but you know, God is always in control and, and <laughs> He gonna push you now. So. Yeah. After I did the first one, they put it in the newspaper that I was opening a second location. Okay. Someone reached out to me and was like, hey, do you want to open another? Yeah. I got this building. I'll build it out. You ain't got to put no money in it. Wow. So for me, I was just betting on myself. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, bet. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. So I did two clinics within three months. Okay. That was chaos. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, I wouldn't advise it to anyone. Yeah. Um, but it did show me a lot okay. and it pushed me to be even more systematic. Mm-hmm. You see, like, just like a machine, a machine is so systematic to the caliber because it moves when you don't do anything. Yeah. So I looked at my clinics like that. Like I need to make sure that everything is calibrated, like from opening checklist, flip the light on, yeah. unlock the door. I did all of that because I needed if push came to shove and somebody didn't show up, I needed to be able to send somebody in there and they can follow this list and it works. So mm-hmm. I was like always thinking about the worst case scenario and planning for it. Mm-hmm. And the the expansion just pushed me to become better and better. Yeah. I tell people all the time, listen, if you think you have a plan, but you haven't ran it through the worst case scenario, it's not a plan because you've only built it on the upside. Mm-hmm. You've got to figure out what the downside is and you got to figure out what does that look like if these things happen. And I think that's entrepreneurship. Yeah. Like um, what separates those to me that are successful mm-hmm. versus those that aren't is them pretty much having the drive, sort of say, to not give up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to always be some. Mm-hmm. Like, always. Yeah, yeah. But the difference is those that give up and can't think of a strategy, can't think of a solution, can't move in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the difference between those that are successful and who's not. It, it absolutely is the truth. Mm-hmm. Because it's never final until you decide that is I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. Yep. Uh, take me back a little bit in this story because I'm intrigued with this. So one of the things, and this could be inaccurate, but one of the things that I uh, noticed when you were expanding was a lot of people that worked with you initially, you gave them locations to manage. Is that true or is that inaccurate? Um, yes okay. and no. So that's that's my, a part of my leadership. Okay. Um, at that time when you saw I was aiming to do that, but I didn't quite have it all together as far as the leadership. Because this generation, you can't give anything. You got to work for it to appreciate it. So I put people in places trying to make them do things Mm -hmm. versus allowing them to step into their place. Okay, That's what I more so do now. So actually, like all of the people that were with me before, they're no longer with me. Okay. Um, but that's again can't give up. Yeah. So it was times where I was working in two, three clinics. You just gotta keep it moving. Mm. Um, and now though, I've changed. I use that experience to mold where I am now and how I'm moving with my team. And okay. yes, I teach them that it is their clinic so they can own it like it's theirs. Okay. But I also work with them so eventually they're going to have their own clinic as if they work with me for a set amount of time, mm-hmm. then I'm going to help them start a clinic. Wow. 
the thing that I'm realizing um, with the generation and with people in general, everybody wants something of their own. And we are a generation yeah, yeah, yeah. of teaching people that you can do whatever you want to do. So if I truly feel that way, why am I going to want to work for you? Yeah. Why am I going to show up every day and give you my all when I can go do this myself is mm -hmm. what they think. Yeah. And we know otherwise as entrepreneurs, it's a lot of work. right? Yeah. So it's a mind game. So, okay, bet you think you can. Let me let you have all that power, but yet I'm going to keep it in a controlled situation where you're going to get a set salary okay. and I'll manage certain things for a set amount of time. So mm -hmm. you really see, and then I'm going to see, do you have it or do you not? Gotcha. So you always look. I'm always yeah. looking. You got to. You got to watch your baby at all times. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. So after three years of working with me here, mm -hmm. then those that I see greatness in, we're going to go and open their clinic somewhere yeah. else. You are the true form of an entrepreneur mindset because a lot of people think entrepreneurship is starting the thing, working the thing. No, no. You have to work on the business because if you're in the business, you're never going to grow and scale it. So that part right there? Yeah. That um and I and you know because I do surround myself with so many like entrepreneurs because we talk the same talk. Yeah. I see that as one of the hardest things for entrepreneurs to do is to let go of power. Yeah. And that's why I'm thankful for my experience where I expanded so fast, I was forced to let go. Yeah. Because otherwise you are gonna hold on to it. And that does it it halts so many people. Okay. That's why they're not expanding is because they're trying to hold on to everything. Yeah, yeah. You have to delegate and hold accountable and put systems and processes in place for the accountability and for watching. Yeah. Like now my goal is I don't even necessarily manage the people. I'm mm -hmm. managing numbers. Okay. Then from the numbers, it's going to tell me what you're doing and what you're not doing. That's what I'm going to talk to yeah. you about. It's that data. It's yeah. that data. Numbers and don't lie. They don't lie. Mm -hmm. And with that quick expansion, it provided so much information for you. Like you said, it forced you to let go of control and put those systems in place. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about education a little bit, because I noticed that uh, you're a big fan of Grand Cardone. I've yes. seen you guys go to the 10X conference yes. and things like that. What do you? How does education look like for you well, as a CEO of multiple locations, 30 plus employees? Like, what are you focused on? Growth. Okay. Period. Anything growth-wise, I think... So, okay, flip side. Entrepreneurship is a gift and a curse. Yeah. You know, especially if you are stepping out of your business, right? Okay. People think you step out of your business and, oh, I'm going to go sit on the beach. I'm not going to do anything. No, you're still working. You're just working at a different level. Okay. Um. So now, because I'm not in the business, I don't treat patients. My goal is to figure out how to continue to make us better. And that's where that growth mindset come from. Okay. And so like Grant Cardone, yes, he is still <laughs> one of my favorites, but he really was in the beginning of my career because I didn't come from a background of like that Wall Street sales like that. Gotcha. That, uh, that mm -hmm. dog, you know, you hit the ground and it's like anybody in my in my realm, I'm grabbing and you're going to be with me. You yeah. know, I didn't come from that. And to me, that was what Grant Cardone exuded. And I needed that yeah. as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. Right. So I'm like, I need to learn from him. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what I model myself after is like. What I know I'm lacking, I go after that. So at okay. that time, I did a lot of Grand Cardone and I did the 10 X conferences and things. At this point in my life, I'm now connected more with like women entrepreneurs. Got it. Because I see that as another challenge. Okay. Like I went through the challenge of becoming hungry and I'm hungry. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get it. <laughs> but now it's like, okay, 
What about me and peace and balance and being a great wife, a great mom, a great still, you know, this boss person? Like, how do I do all of that? So I think as entrepreneurs, we have to take time to really, you know, reflect on yourself. And that's where that time when you're not in your business, but you're in your business, that's why that's needed. Um, I'm a part also of a management group, so I have a coach, right? Okay. And one thing that the CEO said, and it stuck with me, because this man has an island. He owns mm. an island. Wow. Hey, okay? and his house and all that. He said, you know, sometimes mm. I take calls from my jacuzzi and I'm overlooking. And he was like, people may say that's not working. Yeah. Simple-minded people would say that's not working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, I'm like, shoot, that's the best work because you're clear, <laughs> you're free. You're able to really talk and, you know, dream and and push and encourage. So we have to, if you're truly trying to grow your business at some point, you have to get out of your business. Yeah. You you, you can't be in the business and growing it. Yeah, you yeah. can't see what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. It's, so I, I got to rewind a little bit. Why uh, the, the chiropractic industry? You know, chiropractic chose me. Um, I always wanted to be a doctor. Okay. I just thought there was like the the best thing ever for a black person. Yeah. And I was going to be a doctor. <laughs> um, but I got lost within what type of doctor. So I really, I tried all different type of professions. The one thing that stuck with me was emergency medicine. Um, okay. Because I like high pace. I like just the constant, yeah, yeah. you know, that part. But I didn't want to go to school that long. And I okay. didn't want to be on call. I knew I wanted a family. So long story short, I ran into a chiropractor. Gotcha. I shadowed him. And I love what chiropractic was about, the fact that it wasn't a dull moment. I, my hands was always on people and I'm moving. It's almost like a workout every day. Mm-hmm. And then you can pretty much freestyle it however you want. Yeah. So that stuck with me and I prayed about it. I went to school, everything worked out. So I said, okay, God, this is what you want me to do. Yeah. And um, it was an avenue for me though. Okay. I don't think chiropractic is like my end all or my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was an avenue and it was meant to show me this entrepreneur side. Mm-hmm. And it also was meant for me to show other females that chiropractic is their thing, yeah. what you can do. Wow. Because it is a male dominant profession and particularly right. white male dominant profession. So I think it was just a part of my purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That That's another interesting perspective because a lot of people can't come to that realization that, you know, sometimes it's not necessarily the industry that's in you or the industry that chose you, but why are you here and what's the purpose that you're going to serve in this industry? So I'm also a big fan of or a big believer in one thing gives birth to other things. And I know that you and your husband have multiple streams of income. What what does your, your, your portfolio look like now when it comes to being an entrepreneur? So, and, and that's back to the chiropractic aspect because chiropractic, Gave me a little money, yeah, gave yeah. me a little power, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I had all of this, and then I got that, and I was able to go to the bank and start talking to people, and they were listening to me because I feel like that's a fear sometimes within our community. Yeah. It's how am I going to get money? How am I going to get financing? So once I saw that and saw how things worked, mm-hmm. put me in certain circles, and I could see, then I started using those things. Then I met my husband, of course, and he's an entrepreneur, and we both are go-getters, and you're like, Anything I thought of, he like, yeah, baby, we can do it. I'm yeah. like, okay, we can. And anything he thought of, I said, same thing. <laughs> so he oftenly refers to himself as the muscle and I'm the brain. Okay. Which I am really, I'm a, <laughs> I am a strategist. Like, I'm going to sit down, look at all options, and this works. Okay, let's go over here. So now our portfolio, well, let me back up because I want to really highlight on this and how 
In entrepreneurship, you always got to be working, thinking, strategizing, right? Yeah. Pandemic hit, we started a logistic business. So we had about three trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, things were going really well because, uh-huh. you know, pandemic, everything was, logistic-wise, was booming. Yeah, all online, yeah. Well, the part about logistics that people don't talk about is, once again, people, employees, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the headache. And for me, nothing is worse than my hands being tied, which mean I own a business, but I can't do what's needed to keep it running. Yeah. I don't like that. Okay. So with trucking, I was not about to get my CDL. So I'm yeah. like, eh, I don't think this is the business for us for real because if we don't have a driver, then the trucks aren't running and we're losing money. Yeah. So at that time, the market had pretty much um, flipped upside down, I guess is the word. I don't know. But we were getting double for trucks and trailers. So I was like, let's sell them. Okay. Sold them. Hopped wow. out. Kept one, but hopped out. Took that money, put it into real estate because also during the pandemic, Real estate was booming. Yeah. So we put it into real estate and then everything just started lining up as it relates to that ball rolling. Mm. Once I saw that, I'm like, babe, we're going to throw everything in there. So now we um, have built and sold two luxury homes and profited um, quite a bit from each. Mm -hmm. And we have two homes getting built and 13 more lots that we own in the process of building. You guys jumped deep in. We jumped deep in. Deep in. And um, now my goal for us is to continue solidifying our current business and seeing what other opportunities there are out there. Because when it comes to business and when it comes to entrepreneurship, once you get rolling, you rolling. And when you stop, things are boring, right? (laughs) We'll talk about that. (laughs) It gets boring. So I love this space. And I'm like, just we, me and my husband are always talking and just looking for business ideas. Yeah. It's because you guys have it in the right category. Business is a game. It's it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed yeah. to be built fast. Uh, and if you're not operating in that way, it can become very stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you do events and things like that, too. I just saw you promoting one of your new events. Yes. Uh, it was called the Bosses. The Boss Up. Well, it was called... The, um, it was a vision board party for bosses. Okay. But I've started a movement called the Boss Up Movement. And that also came from my whole transition into from entrepreneurship to mom and wife. Okay. And the many requirements that yeah. we put on ourselves and sometimes society and sometimes other people, right? But that can be very stressful. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to work with other ladies that are bossing up. They're doing great things within their profession and are in higher level positions because that requires a lot. Um, My husband used to say, you know, you just don't wake up happy. Yeah. And I'm like, what does that mean? Never paid attention to myself when I woke up. Right. I Mm. wake up with stuff on my mind, with plans. I'm answering Marcos. I'm like, because I didn't thought about it all night. I'm sending emails. But he said I didn't wake up happy. And I'm like, okay, well, this is my husband. I got to listen to him. And I got to, you know, meet him. So let me work on how I can wake up happy. Yeah. To some women, they would have been like, man, forget that. I'm doing this and this. That's the wrong mindset. That's not greatness. Yeah. That's you want to have a whole pity party and accept you not being great. So I wanted to surround myself Mm. around women that were doing it. We all have our things. We all have our complaints, our issues, whatever it may be. But yet we're doing it yeah, 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 and we're yeah. going to continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Because one thing about bosses, bosses, we don't give up. Yeah, We're going to keep pushing and we're going to make a way. We're going to figure it out because that's what we're used to doing. So when you have like the ladies functioning in those positions, 
it's so much we can learn from each other. It's so much we can pour into each other and feed off each other. For sure, for sure. So I wanted to create a community where we come together. Even in some essence, another thing that I've found myself. So, you know, like this whole purpose thing. Mm-hmm. Like I said, chiropractic was an avenue. Now, as I go more into my purpose, I realize my purpose is strategizing. Okay. Um, so I consider myself a strategist. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. just like to sit down and figure out problems. So I do that within my current practice as to why... My scaling and delegation has been set up in that way where people will go to other people before they come to me. Okay. The only thing I want to me is the problem in, in like a strategy session on how to figure it out. Yeah. And I tell someone else and they go and implement it. Okay. Because with that, as entrepreneurs, you have to realize what is it that you enjoy? Yeah. What do you not enjoy? Mm-hmm. The things that you don't enjoy, give it to someone else because you will function best in the areas you enjoy and you'll be more profitable. You'll be all of that doing what yeah. you enjoy. So I, I'm now with my boss up movement starting like a coaching kind of business yeah. to where I can speak with ladies twice a month and yeah. I'm helping them start a business, scale their business. Cause this is another thing. Like we are so gifted and talented. And I think we talked about this a little bit before how oftentimes the biggest problem that people have is their mind. Yeah. Yeah. It stops you from being great. Absolutely. There's a strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell, like, what it, I ask people, what is it that you want to do? Mm-hmm. They tell me, well, what is stopping you from doing it? And everything is like, oh, this excuse, that excuse. And I'm like, oh, you can do this. You do that. Yeah. That's what I'm good at. Okay. So my goal has been to create a community where women can do those things and we can continue to be great for our positions, you know, our businesses, our husbands, our kids, et cetera. What can people find that, uh, that information at? So follow me on social media, Dr. Granger underscore the Cairo place. And in my bio, there's a link tree where okay. you can see all the different things gotcha. that I offer. I even have for those that are not yet ready. You don't think because you are as it relates to bossing <laughs> up. I have a junior boss sister mm-hmm. whom those are people like students or people that's just entering into their career, yeah. an entry level position. But yet they know In the future, they're going to want to boss up, do their own thing Mm -hmm. or go to this high level position because I do believe that, you know, mindset. And even at that level, you need to be hearing the right things. You need to be around the right people so you can even figure out what that next level looks like. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. So how many events have you done so far? Is this something you just you just launched? I just launched this year. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, We've done two events. We did one in person vision board and then we did a virtual vision board. And I'm really big. um, That's I try to lead according to how my life has went. Mm-hmm. And what has worked for me. Gotcha. So one of the things I always did every year was a vision board. Okay. And I put down what it was I wanted to do for that year. Sometimes, you know, God give you dreams five years from now, whatever it may be, put it on your vision board. Yeah. And I wanted to teach people how to do that and then how to make sure that it happens. Because okay. one part, I'm going to give you a little, little um, jewel right hook, now. Hook one part <laughs> to the vision board that we don't think about is the plan. Yeah. You can dream, you can vision all day, but what about your plan? So I walk ladies through the plan to ensure that at the end of the year, their dreams happen. Okay. So one of the things that uh, that I've noticed just through conversating with you and through talking is you're very transparent about some of the struggles and things that you, know, you went through. And as a reflection of that, you've created different avenues to be able to help other women. Where did that come from? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Um. So really for me... I don't know. I feel like life is just 
of course, God is in control, right? And I always have, even growing up, whenever something happened, you know, they say go to the church. Yeah. I always went to the church, right? So for me, in the church, what I used to see the ladies do, give up, get up and give testimonies. Okay. And the goal in testimonies were for other people to learn and grow. It wasn't to be ashamed mm-hmm. of whatever happened. Your testimony is for someone else because they can relate to it. Okay. So from there, I just was like, you know, I don't understand. And that's where the boss up movement came from. Because I feel like ladies hide stuff. You know, I guess a bunch of guys. <laughs> so I'm going to see it. My husband knows. <laughs> um, a lot of women, us, yes, feel like we have children, mm-hmm. but our husbands as well. But it's just how we move. Nothing personal, yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah. Um, but we feel like sometimes our husbands are a child. And not in a negative way. It's just because of what we have to do, right? Mm-hmm. And we talk about that, but we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. So then you have younger ladies coming into marriages and relationships thinking that it's going to be perfect. And my husband going to do everything I ask and blah, blah, blah. That ain't life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're setting them up for failure. I don't want to be that person. Yeah. And I think that we would have a lot more success in so many areas if we were just more open. So my goal has been to lead with that and hope that other ladies will get on board yeah. and just start being open. Like, yeah, girl, that was messed up. Yeah. You know, we have it. Your husband got on your nerve. Yep. He fussing at me. I want to go to the gym, too. Mm-hmm. But he want to go to the gym. Yeah. I know, girl. So who going to make the sacrifice? We are. That's what we do. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just realness. <laughs> Absolutely. And you said something that really resonated with me when you talk about the testimonies that the testimonials that happened at church. Uh, as I was starting my entrepreneurial journey, that was one of the things that I used to love was uh, struggle victory stories. I would listen to them jokers all the time. And that's really what gave me the fuel to keep going. Because if I knew somebody went through this mm-hmm. and they were able to come out of it, then I knew I had a, a chance as well. So, look, I want to transition a little bit to some fun stuff. Okay. You know, how long? How, first of all, let me put let me frame it before I ask you this question. How long have you been an entrepreneur? How long have you been in business? 2016. So six years, seven, six, seven. Okay, so six or seven years from starting from the ground up to now running a thriving organization, what does life look like now? And I got to say this for the camera. You guys bossed up on us, <laughs> on me today. Look, I was thoroughly impressed. You guys <laughs> pulled up, you. personal driver, husband dropped out with the champagne. Like, we, you guys are a great example of what hard work looks like. And you're supposed to have fun with it because this is what you do it for. So talk to me a little bit about what life looks like now. What are some of the fun things that you guys get to experience? Okay, so I'm going to refer to my inner, um, my husband inside of me because he will be great at this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's what he do. He's great at really showing people what it is when you work hard how you should live. Because honestly, when I was in grind mode, prior mm-hmm. to me, my husband, like I did nothing but work. I okay. bought my first car. I had a Jeep and I thought I was doing it. And it was lifted to him. Yeah. Me <laughs> but now um, we, we still work very, very hard. Like literally today we got to the office at eight. We were there up until coming here. Okay. And we'll actually went home, saw the baby, walked the baby outside, spent a little time with her, and then got with the driver and came here. And okay. then now making the rest of the day a date day. Yeah. So now it's very um, structured, though, but yet we live in a very nice house. We have a pool. We have um, um, turf grass because that was a dream of mine because yeah. I want to <laughs> lay in the grass and not have to worry about anything. Um, we have a basketball court. 
I got my dream car this year. I have a G-Wagon and I'm so thankful yeah. for it. Congratulations. Um, so all the materialistic things. But here's the thing. Um, and I tell students this all the time. It's what success looks like to you and to yeah, everybody yeah. that's different. Mm -hmm. So you have to figure that out. And it does change. For a while, when I was grinding, grinding, like I said, I didn't take time to to do like some of the material things. I took trips. Yeah. I would go to like an all inclusive and just ball out just me. Yeah. You know, but the thing is you want to work hard and you want to treat yourself. You cannot do one without the other. They must go together. Yeah. Absolutely. Work hard and treat. Mm -hmm. And then that way you, it's a constant grind and enjoyment. So life at this point is great, but it's going to get even better. And me and my yeah. husband has a goal that by this summer, we will only spend a few hours in the office. Yeah. A week. <laughs> it's going to be a good go. summer. Yeah. So working on that, um, I, I'm I'm big on goals and, and plans, et cetera. So he set that plan. And now my goal is like at this point, I have my clinics, my company to where I can literally work from my phone. Okay. Like last week with the ice storm here. Yeah. I was mommy and daddy daycare all week because mm -hmm. my daughter, my mom keeps my daughter and she wasn't here. So we did that and we, we had meetings. We did this. That's the type of life that we want where yeah. we can spend yeah. time with our kids and still work and be productive and lead teams and everybody have great lives. Yeah. Listen, this this whole boss up movement that you're creating, just hearing your mindset, knowing what you and your husband have been able to build, if people are looking for the next step in their life, they definitely need to tap in because yeah. it's just rolling off, you know, so natural. And you got the fruit on the tree. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what a lot of people, you know, that's what people want to know. Like, why should I listen to you? Well, here's the, the results of all the things that Absolutely. you've been able to accomplish. So in, in kind of transitioning a little bit, what's what's next for you guys? What is that big vision? Like I know you said the summer you guys not gonna work, but as far as like business and things like that, what's next? So um with okay, so I'm gonna go down all our businesses because we I've thought about this, of course. With the Cairo place, I won't personally own any more clinics, but we will expand the brand okay. with, with me partnering with other doctors as, as they go into communities gotcha. to um, expose people to the brand. Because my goal okay. with the Cairo Place, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, and you got to have a purpose. Entrepreneurs, as you're listening to this, make sure that you have a purpose behind what you're doing. That's what's going to push you. Mm -hmm. If you don't have no purpose, you're going to give up. If it's money, you're going to give up because money ain't everything. Yeah. So you got to have a true purpose. My purpose is black doctors and black community with the Cairo place. Okay. So that's what I'm pushing for. So as I meet doctors and they're great, they work for me, we're going to go open clinics. Then real estate side, our goal there is to continue to build like, well, we, we're semi-building communities, but truly continue to build communities. Maybe even take it back to Alabama and towards our hometowns where oh, we know dope. that- yeah. People don't have access to some of the newer bills, et cetera. Um, that's a part of it. Then on financial services side, with so my husband's business, my goal is to step into that because, again, I'm a strategist. So I want to become like his operations system person and systematize everything yeah. so that we can duplicate that. Mm -hmm. Then last but not least, we are running for political office. Oh, wow. Yes. So, Talk to me um, about that. That's cool. <laughs> yes. Another strategy, of course. Um <laughs> We were approached about running for a county supervisor in our district. Okay. Which our district we live and we work in. Okay. Um, and it's one of probably, I think, in the Olive Branch area, the most industrialized district where lots of businesses are coming in. So we want to okay. 
we want to have some control there. Yeah. And we want to be a part of it. And it goes hand in hand mm-hmm. um, with real estate. Okay. You know, because being a part of politics and I never really wanted to do politics, but it's a part of it and having a say so. Um, we're thinking about our kids, the future, yeah. what we want to bring to the community. So we, yeah, that's that's the next move. Man, yeah, you guys, let me tell you something. I ask this question a lot in interviews, and people give some amazing answers. But the level in which you guys have thought this playing out, it, it blows my mind, honestly. I, this has been a profitable conversation, you know, just talking to you and your As husband. it should be. Yeah, yeah. This is this has moved me forward a lot. Just from the way from the way you guys pulled up and came, I was already like, yeah, this is this is gonna be good. So look, we've been talking for an hour. I want uh, I want you to close this out. Uh, let people know again how they can keep up with you and any part of the advice that you have for entrepreneurs. Uh, I'll let you have the stage. Listen, if you guys have gotten a lot out of this podcast, do me a favor. Drop some fire in, this com- uh, in the comment. Uh, also, if you like this information and you want to continue to get more, do me a favor, subscribe, turn on the notifications. So anytime we roll out interviews like this, you guys can get it and it'll help you guys move forward. Listen, Dina, again, I want to thank you uh, for taking the time out of your schedule to come and do this. You guys are extremely busy. You guys have a lot going on. And to take time out to do this means a lot. Uh, especially for the people on the other side of the camera, they're going to get a ton of information. So in closing, if you would, let people know how they can keep up with you and any advice that you have. Absolutely. Well, first I want to say is what you see is what you get. I am who I am and I don't change. So if you are an aspiring entrepreneur, I'm the lady for you. I'm the girl for you. I got your back. I'm going to keep it real. I love to do what I am doing. Um, That has always been my purpose as I move through life. So with the Boss Up movement, for those aspiring lady entrepreneurs, please join. Follow me, Dr. Granger underscore the Cairo Place, and you'll see the link tree. If you forget that, just follow the Cairo Place and you'll find me. I'm Dina Turner on Facebook, the same thing. And honestly, the best thing you can do for yourself is invest in yourself. Be very intentional with your time, with your future, with every moment, meaning putting yourself in the right circles. Getting under the right wings uh, as it relates to people and just want to be great, great and awesome. I told y'all from the beginning, those are my words. Yeah. <laughs> Aspire to do those things and be what those words say. And everything that you can ever imagine, trust me, I'm living it, will come to fruition. Cool deal. Listen, as you guys continue to grow and to, to thrive, is it, uh, can we get you back on the show to keep people updated on the stuff that you guys are doing? Absolutely. Okay, good deal. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Wow.